You are listening to Concrete Conversations, an informative podcast brought to you by the Concrete Masonry Association of Australia. We represent the concrete masonry and segmental paving manufacturers in Australia. Our podcast will discuss technical information and case studies with some special guests from our industry. I'm your host, Elizabeth McIntyre, the CEO of the Concrete Masonry Association of Australia. On today's Concrete Conversations, we're actually having a little bit of a summary of our first season. And for those of you that have only perhaps listened to one or two of the episodes and were wondering which ones do you want to go back to revisit or if you'd actually sort of heard enough or wanted just a reminder of what we went through, this episode today is absolutely for you. And I'd like to welcome Jack Gill, our engineering lead here on the podcast today to help me go through this summary. Welcome, Jack. Thanks, Elizabeth. It's great to be here and going over this. <laughs> so if you can remember to where we started, we talked a little bit about the benefits of segmental paving. Can you just outline what those key points would be? Yeah, absolutely. And look, that episode was Paving Australia with Michael Congress. And, and in that, Michael and yourself really went over just a list of things that make concrete segmental paving so great and so durable. And, you know, these benefits, if we're going to list them out, is obviously, as I mentioned, durability. The fact that pavers are low maintenance and they, you know, it's really easy to actually maintain a segmental pavement over a long period of time. They're also incredibly versatile. You know, we see concrete segmental pavements being used in a variety of applications, whether it's roads, car parks, all the way up to something like industrial airport hard stands. And again, if we're talking construction and we're talking where and how we're laying our pavers, the benefit of concrete block pavements is that there's no curing time. So the minute you lay those pavers, they're ready to be trafficked makes them a great efficient method of construction for our pavements. And you just mentioned traffic there. And I think one of the other episode we did was around using pavements for traffic calming. And maybe just talk a little bit about that with our special guest, Arlene Nardone from Adbri. Absolutely. Yeah. So that was an episode with Arlene and she went over the fact that pavers have an inherent ability to actually calm traffic just due to the actual joints between the individual pavers in a segmental paving system. So what happens when an individual is actually driving over a concrete segmental pavement is they're actually going to get vibrations induced from the joints between the individual pavers. And if they go over a certain speed, and usually it's around that 60 kilometre mark, it becomes very difficult to actually drive with those vibrations and, and a bit sort of almost distracting, which inherently causes people to actually slow down. And that makes block pavements and segmental pavements so great if we're using them in shared pedestrian environments and areas where we want people to drive carefully and be more pedestrian aware. Especially around school areas. Yeah, absolutely. We're seeing so much more of a focus on pedestrian safety and it's, it's great to see. And I think segmental pavements fit so beautifully in that sort of vision. Now, one of my passion topics is the urban heat island effect and how this seems to be focused solely on roofs and yet we forget about all the asphalt that we put on our roads. How can paving alleviate some of that effect? Yes, it's been a hot button issue, particularly around state government legislation recently. But you're absolutely right, Elizabeth, pavements form such a high percentage of our urban landscape. So it's really important to be thinking about what sort of colours and what materials we're using for our pavements. 
Obviously, with concrete segmental pavers, you have a variety of different colour options and we're able to select lighter colours than our traditional black asphalt that we use for so many of our roads. And the reality is we don't have to be using these dark surfaces for car parks and for residential streets. There really is an option to use materials that actually contribute less to that urban heat island effect. And that's really where segmental pavements can fit in, particularly because they have that ability to be specified in a lighter colour. But when we also talk a little bit more about permeable pavements, they also have the ability to be specified adjacent to trees and promote healthy tree growth. And this is something that Tim Johnson in his episode spoke a lot about, promoting the use of shading our cities and bringing back trees into urban areas. Permeable pavers fit so well into that that it really actually detracts from that urban heat island effect and will make our cities a more comfortable place to actually spend time in. Just for our listeners and for those of you that haven't listened to the episode with Melissa Bradley, who is with Water Sensitive SA, and one of the facts that stood out to me was that if South Australia was actually able to capture all of their rainwater, that would actually meet all of their potable water needs for the entire state, which is huge. Yeah, definitely. If we're talking about capturing runoff, it's such an important thing. And it's it's something that Australia is lacking in comparable to other developed countries. And we can absolutely be doing more, particularly with the water sensitive initiatives that Water Sensitive SA is actually taking on, whether it be permeable pavements um, that we're talking about today or other water sensitive urban design initiatives such as rain gardens. I love rain gardens. Yeah, it's a low hanging fruit. They're really easy to incorporate into all aspects of urban design. And as I mentioned before, permeable pavements, rain gardens, trees, all of these aspects combined together are actually going to make our cities and urban areas a more livable place for the future, particularly when we're talking about climate change as well. So Jack, we then interviewed Ryan Nelson a little bit around maintenance of pavers and how we could make them last and in particular what needed to be done. I thought it was absolutely great as well. It's so important and I think there's a lot of misconceptions when it comes to maintaining our segmental pavements. But as Ryan mentioned in that episode, it is so easy to maintain a segmental pavement and it means that they can last so much longer if done properly. We spoke before about the idea that pavers are individual units. So if a section of a pavement requires maintenance or if we need to dig up a section for utility maintenance we can actually just simply lift up those pavers do the work that needs to be done and drop them straight back down and it's something that's unique to these systems that you can't have with an asphalt system or a poured concrete pavement Mm. and then I guess we looked at the changes in pavement technology and you know how things have changed and why they're so slow Yeah, definitely. I mean, Justin Moss from Arcadis touched upon that and he touched upon what he's seen over the past few decades when it comes to how pavement design has evolved. The reality is it hasn't actually evolved that much in Australia and much of it remains the same. And that's actually inherently because pavers are so durable. We're still seeing those systems that were laid decades ago in our urban areas. So there has actually been no real need to actually develop the technology and reinvent the wheel, so to speak. But one thing Justin did mention within his episode that I think is really important and speaking back to those permeable pavements is that there really is so much untapped potential within Australia for permeable pavements. And maybe this is one aspect of pavement design and engineering design that we can really take and run with and actually use to create these more livable cities. 
And, you know, like I say it a million times, but when you compare Australia to the rest of the world, we are one of the lowest developed countries per capita that uses segmental permeable pavers. And, you know, what I loved when we interviewed Andrew King, probably one of the most passionate people about pavers, is he really reminds you what happens in terms of when you get a rainfall and everything on the road all the pollution from cars and grease and everything like that comes across the road and then is washed through stormwater out to sea. And segmental pavers have this unique ability to be able to filter some of that through their permeability and ensure that a lot of that pollution stays where it is or at least is broken down naturally before it hits our beautiful oceans. That's exactly right. What happens is the actual pollutants can get caught and trapped in between the joints of the pavers and they actually can get filtered down through that base course material underneath the pavers. And what you essentially end up getting at the other side of that is gravity-fed mechanical filtration. It's just like when you put water in one of those Brita water filters, you get clean water coming out the other side and you can then use that to, you know, fill up your rainwater tanks or you can actually then use it to water your gardens or your sports ovals. And I think Andrew spoke a lot to that. Being from local government, he spoke a little bit about what the role of local government engineers is with regards to advocating for concrete segmental pavers and permeable pavements in general. And then we did have a little bit of a question for young engineers, and I think all of our guests spoke to, how do young engineers get involved? What were some of the things that you observed from that? Yeah, as a young engineer myself, I thought it was absolutely great, and it's, it's some great advice for everyone, and I don't think it necessarily has to be just young engineers that these questions and advice is directed to, but definitely for young engineers, we need to be passionate activists. We need to be able to advocate for these products and these systems understand how they work, understand their benefits, but also understand the barriers that exist between getting them from where we are now to where we could be in five or 10 years time. And I think that's something that Justin spoke to uh, in his episode. But I think all of our guests have really spoken to the note that all young engineers really need to just get involved and don't expect something to happen. Really be the change you want to see, not to use one of those corny sayings, but I think there was a real you know, passion within all of our episodes to just tell everyone to get involved with it and actually see what you yourself can discover with pavement-related technologies. And I think from a CMAA perspective, one of our key purposes is to make it easier to design with pavers. And so, Jack, where can everyone go for more information on this topic? Our CMAA website would be the perfect place to start looking for this information. Um, We've got numerous technical manuals, fact sheets, guides, and we've also got a technical hotline and email on our website. So if you have any questions about pavements, we'd love to hear them. And any question is not silly to us. And we really want to encourage engineers of all levels to come to us with questions. And so, Jack, I loved our first season of Concrete Conversations. And I know that we've got some special guests lined up for our second season. Thank you for the summary and also for enabling us to complete all of these episodes. That's not a problem. It's always a pleasure, Elizabeth. And I would say to everyone that's listening right now, be on the lookout for season two of Concrete Conversations. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please follow, rate and review our podcast. We are always looking for ideas of what to talk about. If you have an idea of what you'd like to hear about, there's a link in our show notes to let us know.